the Irish Times business podcast in association with Irish Life. We're here to support your company and your employees now and in the future. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Inside Business Podcast. I'm Laura Slattery and on the show this week we'll be discussing a business empire that seems to be quite adept at both tax planning and keeping its affairs private. No, it's not one of the big tech giants this time, but Larry Goodman's ABP Food Group. The Revenue Commissioners says it will review some of the corporate structures used by the Beef Barons Group in light of details made public by this newspaper. Here to discuss the background of the revenues move is Irish Times public affairs correspondent Colm Keena, who has been reporting the story for us, and business editor John McManus. Colm, why has the revenue become interested in the ABP food group? Well, I'd say that the uh, revenue commissioners are always keeping an eye on on major taxpayers such as uh, Larry Goodman's businesses and any other major structures that are uh, in Ireland and business people they have a large cases division I'm sure it's an ongoing uh, uh, process but um, I gather the latest review was uh, sparked by the disclosures we had in the newspaper uh, last month the first of the disclosures we had about um, uh, Mr Goodman's use of structures in um, in Holland and Luxembourg which uh, uh, formed an important part of how he runs uh, the financial side of his business. Okay, and some of the reports revolve around a company called Parless Investments. Can you tell us how that fits in and why this company is different from the others within the group? Yeah, sure. And just if I could just take a step back, the Anglo Beef Processors Group is headquartered in RD County Louth and it has operations in Ireland, the UK, Poland, Denmark, Austria and Spain. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the biggest beef processors in Europe and has a turnover, I gather, of two and a, two billion plus euro, uh, an annual turnover. Um, however, the companies that own that business uh, tend to be, uh, as far as we knew up to now, um, either unlimited companies in Ireland, therefore don't, don't uh, disclose their accounts, so there's no information publicly available, or limited or other companies based in Jersey, which don't have to, and they don't have to published their accounts there. So in terms of knowing how much uh, money Mr. Goodman's operations were making and so on, how much tax they were paying and so on, the public was entirely in the dark. Um, so the what was new last month was uh, uh, the, the discovery of these accounts for Parless, uh, a company in Luxembourg that's been in, in operation since about 2010. Um, companies in Luxembourg do file accounts and uh, in the period between 2010 and March 2013, it booked profits of about 280 million euros and paid essentially no tax, 800,000 euros worth of tax. The other notable thing about the accounts was that they, um, they it's one of these Luxembourg companies that were it caused some controversy there last year during the LuxLeaks uh, 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 reports because what its function is, it has no employees and it uh, borrows money from group companies and loans money to group companies and with the money coming in and money coming out makes a um, makes sizable profits and secondly um, it the 
people like the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development are concerned that companies like this are used to shift the profit from a, from a jurisdiction where you pay tax on it to a jurisdiction where you, you wouldn't pay tax on it. And you could see how the Parallel accounts through its uh, relationships with other entities within Mr. Goodman's organisations uh, had all these uh, loans out and back and the, the financial assets of the company were north of 800 million in, in value. So that's something you learned. And also um, you saw that uh, some of the companies were unlimited companies when the addresses at County Louth who had 100 euro and 200, sorry, 100 million euro and 200 million mm -hmm. euro uh, loans out to the Luxembourg company. And you could also see uh, substantial loans involving a something called the Rabina Foundation, which is in Liechtenstein. Mm -hmm. So you didn't get a complete picture from the Parallel accounts, but for the first time you got a, a look in and saw that Whatever, well, there was beef or cattle wandering around the place and beef uh, wandering all over Europe and so on. But financially, the money was all heading towards Holland and then Luxembourg and seemingly then on to Malta and uh, maybe Liechtenstein. So while the, the beef was running around all the supermarkets all over Europe, uh, the money was heading towards offshore and, and uh, tax efficient uh, locations. So you're talking about a highly complex and very international tax structure to, to, to the group. Yeah, very much so. And you would you would presume that it's uh, the, the motivation. I mean, the company didn't choose to explain anything to us, but the motivation is uh, privacy and tax efficiency. And uh, but the parallel uh, accounts gave a chink uh, into what's going on. John, is ABP unusually private, do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Um, uh, you know, you 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 can think of um, several other um, uh, individuals, I mean, who uh, company who go to the same sort of lengths as um, Larry Goodman to keep their business affairs private, but they usually are quite happy to have a public profile in 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 Ireland, where um, you know, Mr. Goodman, he he he's a very very discreet guy, and that with that, so I think there's more to the privacy there than simply um, uh, you know. Prudent financial planning. I think it, it probably speaks a bit to 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 his own, his own his own character. But but that said, you could argue there's some very kind of good reasons for keeping your business affairs private if you're in the beef industry because um, you know you're dealing with uh, your customers. Uh, sorry, your suppliers are thousands and thousands of farmers who are keenly interested in price, and um, uh, you know and it probably is not a good idea to rub their noses in it if you like as to exactly how profitable your you, the, the 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 business is. Um, and I suppose you could say like, your language comes from a time when um, very wealthy people got kidnapped. I mean, that was all something that used to be said in the early days about why uh, why, why he was so um, so private. And then, of course, the beef tribunal as well. Um, you know that 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 wasn't. Um, uh, you could see he was very uncomfortable uh, with his with his affairs being um, explored in that way. And it didn't it didn't uh, necessarily show them in a, in a in a flattering light either. At Irish Life, we can tell you that 49% of employees in Ireland don't think about tomorrow. They don't have a pension plan. We can help you help them. Because if you're involved in running your company's pension plan, we can administer it for you. With our member-specific investment solutions, online access for employers, trustees and members, and always on smartphone apps. Just call one of our corporate team on 01704-1845. Visit irishlifecorporatebusiness.ie or contact your pension consultant to find out how we can help your company think of tomorrow. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life.
Irish Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All information sourced for Irish Life September 2014. So we've been um, shining a, a new light on, on some of the details of the, of the, of the group, but we, we don't really know the overall profitability of the entire, the entire group. Is that, is that fair to say? And, that's very, that's and, very fair to but say. But do, yeah. the, do the revenue commissioners know? Well, that's a fascinating question. Obviously, if you rang them up, they wouldn't tell you. But, uh, I, um, but I'm just, this, um, this, uh, these sets of accounts or company structures and so on, I don't know what obligation there is on the taxpayer to disclose everything to a particular uh, revenue authority in any particular jurisdiction. I don't think th- there, there is. So while some companies are tax resident here, and it seems from what I've been able to uh, ascertain from publicly filed accounts, that some of the Jersey companies are actually tax resident in Ireland. And mm-hmm. there's obviously some advantage to that. But so some companies are tax resident in Ireland and presumably have to account to the revenue authorities here and they have their their, their uh, lines of communication. And then other companies are, you know, the, the, the Dutch companies perhaps are, are the concern of the Dutch tax authorities, the Luxembourg companies are concerned of the Luxembourg tax authorities and whatever is in Liechtenstein is the, whatever they have in Liechtenstein, I'm not too sure. But I, I that's my understanding of, of how it works. Um and then you can see that Mr. Goodman, in his letter to the Irish Times, he said the reports were misleading, and in fact, his um, his um, his his group pays above the Irish rate of tax. Uh, you know, but then I, I don't know exactly what he's referring to there. He might be referring to the beef processor, processing operation, which has, like we said at the outset. Uh, uh, has elements in Spain and whatever and they all have their differing corporation taxes and when you put them all together it's not surprising that they'd be paying a rate of tax that's above Ireland's 12.5% but the issue would be how, mu- how much of that the money out of that operation is in fact going to other tax efficient vehicles such as uh, Parales in the way of loan repayments and so on that might um, reduce the tax bill that would otherwise arise and that's really... Um, that's really what the issue is. Yes, I mean, uh, I mean, Larry Goodman responded to the Irish Times uh, via the letters page to say uh, that you know the group is tax compliant in all jurisdictions, and he, he also wrote to say that the overall rate of tax being paid by the group is above the Irish corporation tax rate. Is that something that you can see reflected in in the publicly available accounts? No, absolutely not. You can't see anything because there are no, but yeah. there are only partial. Uh, uh, partially uh, there are the accounts that are uh, available give a partial picture there's no consolidated accounts for the beef processing thing and this these parless and and these uh, there's a company in uh, Malta and a foundation in Liechtenstein and there is mention here and there in other publicly available accounts of something called the La- the Goodman family trust I'm not too sure what what jurisdiction that resides in uh, and how exactly it relates to the, the the entity in Liechtenstein, whether it does or not, but um, but there are all these various entities, but they seem to control money not just um, that belongs to the beef processing. Um, they do uh, involve uh, money that involves that's related not just to the beef processing, but also to the ownership of the Blackrock Clinic, the Hermitage uh, uh, Hospital, the Satanta Centre, uh, office development in in Dublin, and maybe. Um, more recently, the Bank of Ireland headquarters, or former Bank of Ireland, Bank of Ireland headquarters on on Bagot Street in Dublin. So it's 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 
it's, it's not necessarily his money. It seems to be a money belonged to some trust or whatever that that that, that grew over the years from the various businesses uh, we associate him with. That's at issue in these accounts, and they're f they're kind of the financial superstructure that exists over and above the the beef processing. So this has the, all the hallmarks of a group that's developed in, in incredibly complex and, and, and efficient tax yeah, and planning. and KPMG seem to be all over it in, in every jurisdiction. And there's a former, I think, partner of KPMG in Ireland, uh, Sean Mooney, who seems to be very involved in Mr. Cullen's affairs. So it's a, it's a well-designed sort of thing. It's the kind of thing that a very uh, successful and, and uh, international business can sort of buy off the shelf of the big four um, uh, accountancy firms, I think. Because it's not it's not necessarily that clever, is it? Because the the, the uh, at the heart of it is uh, some companies in in Luxembourg that uh, Colin came across whose accounts are, are publicly available, and, and from that you could uh, you know you could start to unravel. That's right. His, yeah, his, and they've uh, been there since two thousand and ten. So we've seen. And in fact, there's another company now called Silver Birch, but at another time called Parma Investments which also is in Luxembourg, it seems to at one stage have owned a lot of uh, a lot of Mr. Goodman's uh, uh, businesses and investments and so on. And and its accounts were sitting there, but nobody knew about them. Nobody, nobody noticed them. But because I was involved in the LuxLeaks thingy, I'm a bit more familiar with the um, how to get around the Lux, Luxembourg uh, registry, uh, company's registry than I used to be. So it's kind of partly uh, yeah. bad luck. For, from his point of view. Good luck for us. Yeah. yeah, so this is LuxLeaks, which is, of yeah. course, um, the uh, the number of companies using Luxembourg as a, as a way to, to, to minimise yeah, tax exactly. arrangements. Um, what what the, uh, the, former, the current president of the European Commission and the former Prime Minister of Luxembourg has, said, has pointed out, there's nothing illegal about all of this, which this kind of role that Luxembourg developed during his time. There's nothing illegal about it, but he has admitted that perhaps from an ethical point of view, it's uh, it's not something you'd want to shout about. Yeah, I mean, John, we, we should say there's, there's no suggestion that there's anything illegal about the way that this, this group, uh, ABP, is operating. Um, but, but these corporate structures, you know, they can be controversial. They have made headlines in recent times. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing illegal about about these things, but they're they're becoming increasingly socially and politically unacceptable. Uh, and in many ways, it all you can take it all back to 2008, 2009, when taxpayers across Europe and and globally bailed out their banks, and that did seem to to, to mark a sea change in in attitudes towards um, you know, corporations that minimised their tax bills to almost nothing, and and that followed. You know, the next the spotlight then quickly turned to. Uh, multinational, um, primarily U.S. corporations, who are very, very uh, sophisticated tax planning, and um, uh, and of, of which obviously the Irish um, uh, involvement, Apple, is is, is the prime exemplar. And, and the, the you know, politicians have found it harder and harder and harder to stand over these as they as they're uh, cutting um, cutting social welfare and putting up taxes, and and the the, the response has been. It's being sort of kicked off to the OECD, who've come up with a, a program, if you like, to try and make it harder for companies, a set of initiatives to make it harder for companies to 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 uh, play one country off against the other to reduce their tax bills. But um, 
whether they ever see the light of day is is, is another question. Colm uh, has a good handle on it, but I, I, my sense of it is that, that these things, at the end of the day, politicians are going to have to bring in laws in their own countries to make these things effective, and that's that's when the... the, 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 the I mean, is there a sense that rather than being seen to be happy to be, you know, pro-business and supporting, you know, big multinationals, that some governments now are, are beginning to worry about they look like they're being outsmarted a little bit by by by, by some of these groups, and that I think it's just the, the Janus-like nature of politics. You know that they're 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 um they're courting these companies on the one hand, and on the other, they're they're telling their um taxpayers that they're not going to let them get away with it anymore. And uh, you know they, how, how sincere they are, or how much maybe you're right. I mean, how much uh, what's power they really have to do anything about it at this stage is 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 is, 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 is interesting question. In, electorates don't have to be logical or reasonable, but they want their governments to to operate in the global business scene and attract investment here and, and, and everywhere else and have uh, competitive economies that, that attract these sort of good employment and so on. And at the same time, they want things to be fair and they, they are driven uh, crazy by the idea that they're paying 30% of their income or whatever in tax and, and people who are really, really rich you know, like corporately, uh, big corporates and so on are paying nothing. You have extraordinary situation in, in uh, California where, you know, schools are laying off teachers and they have these explosively uh, wealthy yeah. country th- companies, these things that, you know, just have tra- transformed the planet and created massive amounts of wealth. And yet there's so little tax being paid in California that they're laying off, um, laying off school teachers. So... I mean, part of the part of that's the problem for polit- politicians, and I think one that they necessar- necessarily have to fix. And I think that big business, even though it's not inclined to think like this, would probably, in the end, recognise that it, ha- it has to fix it too, because they make um, a lot of money out of well-functioning societies. And and I think you know you can't really go on having really big uh, multinationals not paying any tax and ordinary people being asked to pay a large percentage of their income in tax and, and and still get, you know, the social consensus that you need. I mean, arguably it's one of these things where um, a supranational organisation like the European Union can be more effective. If you think about what's happening in Europe at the moment, it's the state aid investigations that, that, that Europe has, has undertaken that are really... Um, have had the biggest impact, you know, Apple in our case, but three or four other big... Uh, uh, corporations across across Europe, and that's perhaps where somebody can can look a little bit above the the narrow national interest, and uh, and and think perhaps about the broader implications of of, of the the way these these, these companies uh, operate. Okay, um, thank you very much to business editor John McManus and to public affairs correspondent Colm Keener. That's it for this week um, on the Irish Times Inside Business podcast with me, Laura Slattery. My thanks to my contributors today and to sound engineer JJ Vernon. Inside Business is produced by Sinead O'Shea. Just a reminder that you can get the latest business news straight to your inbox by signing up to our Business Today email at irishtimes.com. Until next week, goodbye.